Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. Broadcasting from beautiful Burbank, California, where it's finally overcast. Finally, this is the Napsock Files, and this is a bonus episode. Yeah, it's my weekly time slot. It's a weekly episode. It counts, but it's not a, I'm not numbering it. It, it doesn't count for an interview because I'm talking to myself here, right? Well, I'm talking to you, but with my... You get what I'm saying here. It's a bonus episode because uh, I, my recording schedule in general, to pull back the curtain, falls on Tuesday nights. A lot of those uh, interviews and episodes are recorded and released the next morning, 6 a.m. Pacific time. Uh, and I just uh, put them live to tape. That's why uh, sometimes you hear mumbles and bumbles and stumbles. I love live, and this show can't be live, but it can be live to tape. So... Tuesday night is my recording schedule. In fact, I'm recording this right now on a Tuesday night, but you're listening Wednesday, which means tonight for me is Halloween. It's a holiday. We're all celebrating, right? I guess we are. I never I never really do celebrate it, but I'm heading over to the girlfriend's house here in a bit. We're going to bundle up. We're going to watch some Stranger Things Season 2. I might sneak in a little bit of World Series action. The game will be an over. The, the, the Dodgers will live on or the Astros will win. So boo or, or yay forever. Uh, I'm a Yankee fan watching with half an eye. Uh, anyways, point being, uh, I also couldn't get a guest. I had things to do, so I couldn't record a full episode of, say, The Three Things or Life Ranked. Um, also, tough to get a guest on Halloween night. Uh, you run through the options and you're like, I don't even want to ask them. It's a holiday. They're probably uh, having some fun. Uh, trick-or-treating, maybe. I can imagine JT or Jay Washington just trick-or-treating by themselves right now. So here's what I decided to do. And I hope you go along for this adventure. If you hate me for it, I understand. I'm basically making a commercial right now. That's right. It's time for you to hear more about the Knapsack Files Patreon page. Now, I got a Patreon page. It's out there. Uh, I think everyone and their cousin does now, too. Remember when Patreon was fresh and new a few years ago? But it is the wave of now. It is uh, still the wave of the future. It is how we content creators can connect more with you guys and be more directly supported. And I am in the, uh, you know, I'd love some independence from, uh, that's all I'll say. Um, So I'm trying to really put a lot more into my Patreon page and the Knapsack Files, as well as a Force Center podcast feed. Some of you might not know I do Force Center, the Star Wars uh, podcast feed with Joseph Scrimshaw and Jennifer Landa. Uh, check that out if you, had, uh, if you don't happen to know, but I think most of my Knapsack Files listeners do know that. So each month, because if your support at a certain tier uh, level, you get special rewards, right? That's how it works. Uh, I draw you in with that. So there's a special monthly Patreon-only show I do. Some of them are 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 are, are Q and A based. That's everything. I have Q and A chat sessions as well. I'll go in there. You post something. I'll answer it. We can have a conversation that way. Uh, and then every week after my Napsock Files episodes, uh, I do a show called Five Extra Minutes, and that goes out to my Patreon supporters. And it is 
as I would say, about five extra minutes with some guests. And sometimes the interviews go a little bit longer. Uh, a couple of them, I think, were just myself because it was an episode of Three Things that week. And I, you know what? And I'm actually pretty proud of them. I like them because I, I always spring a question or a topic or something on the guests without any prep. Now, Knapsack Files interviews are the same in the way of uh, I don't give them a list of questions I'm asking. It's a free-form conversation. But, uh, you know, it's an interview. You can generally tell you're coming on the Knapsack Files. uh, You're going to talk about your life, your career. We're going to find some interesting story and themes there. That's comfort. That's if you if you're in this business, you're kind of used to that. Uh, five extra minutes. I just love. I just toss something else out there. Sometimes it's related to their uh, episode or their interview. I pull something out of it. Otherwise, it's just I know these people well and I have a fun conversation. So I thought I wanted to take a few of my favorites and put them on here on the main feed and just show you what five extra minutes is about and and also just sh- serves as a. As a light reminder, a, a, a light form of entertainment, I should say, for uh, for you guys in the wake of the troubles in the world. Uh, we all know these dark times, these trying times in life is generally it doesn't have to be the world at large doesn't have to be the thing causing you trouble. Just life in general, small things could cause you problems. And I love the Knapsack Files uh, that we can get into deep discussions. Sometimes it's just a. It's just a simple turn off your mind, relax, and have a fun conversation with people. And uh, I want to be doing more of that in longer form as well. Um, so so that, that's forthcoming as well. So anyways, that's where I'm going with I, I picked a few of my favorites, putting up here on the channel. I hope you enjoy them. And if you want to support and get these weekly, you can go to patreon.com slash the knapsack files and support there's different support tiers um this one currently is at the three dollar a month support tier but that's going to change and it's going to lower probably to the two dollar tier because i got something else cool coming for the other tiers so with that said i'm going to present these and and also for the record if you're like listening you're like is this a is this like one of those charity drives on one of those uh public radio stations in a way but also don't ever feel like you need to support me because I'm always going to be here. I'm always going to try to produce an Abstract Files podcast. It's always going to try weekly, sometimes more. I, I had aspirations when I came back broadcasting in full last year to have a couple shows a week. Uh, the recording schedules can get hard, especially when you're also doing Force Center and my work at Collider and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, and, and my daily podcast, Anchor, on, on Daily Thrones on Anchor. Uh, if you guys aren't checking that out, I don't talk about that. I have a problem with cross-promoting. My girlfriend's trying to help me promote myself a little bit better. Uh, sometimes I just feel like eh, you, you either you like me or you don't. But I have, a, I have a daily Game of Thrones show on an app called Anchor which also converts to a daily podcast available on Google Play and iTunes. So if you're uh, – sometimes I get tweets about, can I, I miss you talking about Game of Thrones or, or you know, I did, did it on Throne Talks, uh, Thrones Talk for Collider this last year. I'm still going, and Thrones Talk hopefully comes back in some form soon, some other Game of Thrones content on Collider Video, but I'm out there with that too. So all that said, I'm, I'm not going anywhere. I don't want anyone listening feeling the need like, hey, here's, here's some change, Ken, for your laundry. No, no, no. I'm trying to build the brand. I'm trying to grow it. I'm trying, I'm trying to get the knapsack files out there uh, and, and be able to do this more and more on my own. That's what this is about. But like I said, I'll be here for you. All you have to do is listen. But right now, here is some very special five extra minutes. And because they are individualized, 
you're going to hear some intros and outros. Uh, I'm not going to go through. I just want you to hear them as as they were. I took out the intro music, so you don't have to hear that every time. But let's do it right now. Let's roll through some five extra minutes. All right, Patreon supporters, you're here for five extra minutes. This means you, number one, support me, and I thank you from the bottom of my heart. You're at a level three or above. Seems like I'm in mind head from Bowfinger. Uh, with me, you just listened to his uh, return interview on the Knapsack Files. It is the wonderful Mark Yodi Riley. I'm back. So I'm on back. five five extra minutes, Mark, I asked maybe one or two specific bonus questions. I love it. And I got to ask you about the greatest dog in the universe, Cal. <laughs> I could talk at you five extra minutes. How about five extra hours? <laughs> We're talking Cal Boogs here. More like hours. All right. So this this dog is starting his rise to fame. Is starting because he's appearing on the Schmoes No Show where he sits on the couch. I know. Uh, how has this affected your working relationship and your personal relationship with Cal? <laughs> well, Cal has an attitude now. He's realizing that he is actually uh, an internet celebrity. Right. You know, I did uh, one of the fine uh, Schmovillians out there did, and I, I'm sorry, I do not have your name. I will look it up. But yeah. did a meme, and yeah. when, when I saw Cal has a meme, he's sitting next to me on the Schmoes No couch during the Schmoes No show, and uh, you know when you want to do doggo things, but the <laughs> humans are acting weird because Cal's just sitting there looking funny. Yeah, just sitting there. It it, it tickles me pink. I know that's an old timey saying, but it tickles me pink. Tickles me that, pink that people love Cal and yeah. that they're seeing what I see because he's so mellow. He gets up on the couch yeah. and he just sits there. He's, and and that's Cal in a nutshell because yeah. after ten. Ten years that boy has been with me. I was going to ask you that. Ten years, huh? He's ten years old. He's been with me since day one. I got him maybe two yeah. months in yeah. uh, from him being born, and so I've been with him for ten years. He's the most well-behaved dog. He has the greatest personality. I love that dog more than anything. Now, you travel with Cal because you, you drive yeah. up from Long Beach sometimes, and you bring him to work maybe once or twice a week, which yeah. is which is too few. Yeah, I think be. I'll bring him tomorrow. Let, I'd worry. love to see Cal tomorrow. Yeah. Um, you, how how many conversations have you had with Cal on the road? Because he's uh, to, to let you answer in a second. I know a lot of you out there. You haven't had a chance to meet Cal, and it's a shame. More than any other dog, he is. You want to talk to him? Yeah. There's something about it. he's got that face. He's got this face where you can yeah. ha- you can tell him your deepest, darkest secrets, and he'll <laughs> he'll he'll keep those to the grave. Yeah, and he won't say anything. Yeah. But to answer your question, I, I sometimes I have. It's mostly at home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, during in the car ride, it's usually like uh, I'll look in the rearview and I go, "You okay back there, buddy?" Yeah, and he'll just kind of look at me and I go, oh, "I love you, buddy. <laughs> I love you, dog. I love you, Boogie." His nickname is Boogie. Boogie. So his yeah. full name is Kal-El? His full name is Kal-El, mm-hmm. Last dog of Krypton. Okay. Uh, um, obviously named after Superman. Yep. Um, he's called the Boogie. Okay. Uh, 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 he's the Boogie. Yeah. Uh, Boogie Man. Uh, the Boogaronovich. Um, buddy. <laughs> uh, the Boogs. I love uh, the you know, evolution just, of pet pet uh, names for pets. I call it I, based I off the real name. Yeah. And sometimes I'll I'll be singing a song yeah. about Cal. I have this song that I've been now singing for years. Whenever what, I've what, seen him, what's a what's a line from the song? Can you uh, sing it, me? Of course. It, the he, verse. He's a boogie and. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He's a boogie, and I know it, because his name is Mr. Boogs. He's a boogie, a Scooby, a Mr. Scooby-Doo. He's a boogie, and I love him, because he is my best friend, too. How He's long? the boogie of the West. 
of the West. Oh, there's one of the East. Yeah, I know. And what does Cal do when you're singing, <laughs> singing to him? He just does he just stare at you like he does me when I talk to him about peanut butter? Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll sing. The, the best is when I'm by myself. It's before Julie yeah. comes home, and yeah. or if I'm cleaning up or, or cooking or just doing whatever it is I'm doing. And he's on his couch. Yes, he yeah. has his own couch. Yes, he has his own bedroom. As he should. The guest bedroom is his bedroom. He has his own bed. Yeah. <clears throat> and I'll start singing. And if he's just laying down, he'll just kind of, he does this side glare to me where he's just kind of looking at me. Like, what are you doing, man? Sideways glancing. And then and my favorite, though, is I'll be singing, and it's towards the last bar, and he'll be like, <sighs> and just oh, kind of go back to sleep. human. Yeah, it's like, oh, you human. Yeah, when Cal's in the office, I mean, the amount of times that Josh McCoog and I spend our work day going, Cal want peanut butter? Cal want the peanut butter? Yeah, I want the peanut butter. I was like, yeah, I would like some peanut butter. Yeah, peanut butter is the best. I'd like some food, I'm too. fascinated by the voices we assign to our dogs. <laughs> Cal's in fact, you know, as a bonus to the Patreon subscribers, Josh McCoog has entered the room here. Josh, we're just talking about Cal, the greatest dog in the universe, and... Oh, hello, I'm Calbert's dog. <laughs> now, Josh, I understand you come in, and you... I, I love peanut butter, and I know there's peanut butter in the desk, so I'm going to stand here and just wait for the peanut butter. Now, listen, is the spoon edible, too? Because I can eat the spoon if you need me to. That's me, Cal. Josh McCougle, what do you think it is about Cal that makes him one of the best dogs you've ever met? Because that's what he is for me. He is uh, hes a bright ray of sunshine in an otherwise <laughs> cruel and dark world. <laughs> and... Uh, there's, if there's one thing about Cal, he always, he just always looks one so inquisitive, yeah. two so happy, three just so concerned about your well-being. <laughs> right. Yeah. He just wants everybody to be happy around him. Yeah. And he want he listen. He, he's a lover, and he'll he'll hug you. Yeah. He'll lick you. He sometimes has bad gas, but all around, <laughs> he, when you he, say man's best friend, there's that, a picture of Cal. Yeah. That's it. That's the definition. There was a one time uh, when you brought him last week on the Schmoes. I'm sitting there in the co-host seat, and Cal and I locked eyes from across the studio, and he didn't take his eyes off me. He just stared at me like, how you doing, office buddy? Yeah. I see you every day in the office, and now you're at that chair. I want to make sure you're okay. That That's funny. Say, Cal does that. He'll do that. I'll be sitting at home, and he's on, like I said, he's on his couch, and he'll look at me, and we'll catch eyes, and he won't look away. And it's yeah. just like this deep understanding of like... I know. It's <laughs> You're like, oh, okay. There's some deepness there. Yeah. Bill Burr has this amazing bit where he went on the road and he came back and his girlfriend got a dog. And he's like, I'm going to hate this dog. And then after three days, he became best friends with the dog because he'd be sitting on the couch yelling at the TV and looked at the dog. And the dog would be like, yep, I know what you're yelling at. <laughs> and that's what Cal is. That's what like, Cal I look to Cal. Is. I'm like, how are you doing, Cal? And he just kind of looks at me and goes, oh, okay. <laughs> and then he really lays back down. He's lays back, back down. down. He's the best. So everything's okay over here. In the world. So, Mark, thank you for sharing your story. Your Anytime. song about Cal yeah. and uh, our Cal impersonations, it's the best. I hope Cal's in the office tomorrow. That is it here on Patreon exclusives, uh, the expatri- Patreon exclusive show, five extra minutes here in the Knapsack Files podcast feed where we learn just a little bit more about our guests. <laughs> All right, Patreon supporters, this is five extra minutes, a little treat just for you. And we just interviewed on the Knapsack Files, the wonderful actress, stage combat extraordinaire, and painter, and dancer, Heather Grace Hancock. Grace, you're here again. And I have a very important question that we're going to discuss here for about five minutes. Um, How is it life as a redhead? (laughs) Kissed by fire. Okay, first of all, 
I love it. I love being a redhead. I okay. hated it when I was younger. Yeah. I dyed it black. Oh. I was a very, very dark black for a very long time. I was also a brunette for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I love it now. Yeah. It's hard going in the sun. Not going to lie. I mean, I'm a white Russian. I understand. It's kind of a daily struggle. Sure. Um, freckles, they're a worry. Yeah. Sunscreen, it's a worry. 40 SPF. No, like 100. 100? I have 100. The whole bottle? (laughs) I just drink it for breakfast. (laughs) Also, people find it appropriate when you're a redhead to ask you very inappropriate questions. Sure. Yeah. I'm sure your imagination can do that. Scratch that off my list of questions. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah, I'm not... Yeah. I understand. Also... All redheads have, like, a secret connection to one another. That's It seems that way. Right. Is there, like, a wink and a nod? No. Like, we sense each other. It's literally... Yeah. I'm not kidding. I swear to God. You this sense is a real thing. each other. You sense each other. Like, and you will make eye contact, and there's, like, an acknowledgement. Mm-hmm. And I even have it, like, with children, especially when they haven't seen a lot of other redheads. Oh, like, they're, like, learning who they are. Little kids will look at you, and they're, like, oh, shit, like, you look like me. And You're there's, like, this moment where I'm, like, us. yes, young Padawan, like, <laughs> go into the world. But it's great. I love yeah. it now. So there was, so there clearly was a point that you had to own it, and that you did own it. Correct. That's interesting. I want. Does, does, is that common when you go to the redhead meetings? You all sit around. Is there a point where, you're like, at nine years old, I got made fun of at school because I was the, the redhead kid, and uh, then uh, you know, like you said, dye your hair black. Is there a point? Is there a point you think all kids, or is it just you? Why are you you looking at me weirdly? (laughs) Because I'm just, I have this mental image of these redhead meetings. I'm like, hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They happen in the back of a Wendy's. Well, yeah. Um, (laughs) Delicious. I mean, yeah, I think, you know, I'm grateful that I'm a female. I feel like male redheads Mm. probably have a tougher time, have a tougher go of it. Yeah. Also, there's also this weird thing, and I kind of feel bad saying this. Redheads tend to be kind of, you can either be like... A hot redhead, or you can be kind of like an awkward redhead. There seems to not be much middle ground. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just think of I, all the redheads you know and tell me I'm wrong. I'm running through the list, and you're right. I'm absolutely right. So it's there's it's like an awkward genetic. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. So I feel like male redheads tend to get a yeah. harder time. Yeah. Yeah. No. There's there even is. a documentary about it. Is there? What's it there called? Is. I don't remember. It's about this kid though. It's a male ginger, and like there's. Oh wait! I've seen. I've seen. I see it on Netflix. Yes. I didn't. I haven't watched it yet, but I saw oh. it. I no, don't don't you give swiped, me right? don't get too much credit. I never swipe right. Um, I moved past. <laughs> I don't it. even know what that means, but I feel yeah. like that's a joke that people yeah. say. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I think I think you're right. I think it, it, yeah. It, it's like redheaded women. It's like it's a it's an alluring thing, and 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 men are just kind of like, all right, Opie. Yeah. Yeah. Which is sad. Good luck to you. Which is totally sad. But yeah, I you, I oh sorry. No. No. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I feel like people are always like. I do hate though, and I've gotten this so many times yep. when guys are like, mm, like redhead, feisty, like. Whoa. Oh, that's not Whoa. true. That's it's not totally true. true. You oh, can't call oh, me out on it before oh, you know me. Oh, whoa. Like, you can't have this head and not be feisty. I just right. don't know how it's done. Okay. Let me ask you this question. When you see um, when you see some women, um, I guess a magic man could do it too, but uh, when you see some women uh, go red, you, the, yeah, you're scowling. You're like, that's not fair. Bitch. Yeah? Yeah, no, you can't pull it off. You can't pull it off. It can look good on you. Sure. But I will know. You'll know. And all the gingers will know. All the gingers know. I mean, I have, yeah. I mean, you can't You can't pull it off. It's like a whole, 
it's like a skin tone. It's yeah. eyeballs. You understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's you an eyelash also, thing. Yeah. yeah, it's eyelashes, Eyebrows, arm yeah. hair, sure. yeah, mustaches. Yeah. It's all the, all these very important things. Yeah. But it's also strange. You know, I would not date a male redhead. Wow. Because wow. I would feel oddly, I'm like, everyone's going to think we're brother and sister and it's creepy. <laughs> Brunettes, I don't think experience that. Blondes, I don't think they experience uh, okay. that. That's Redheads, I feel like we experience that. It's that's weird. Fair. That's fair. There's too few of us. Yeah. They're going to be fair. like, oh, you have to be related. You can't. It's creepy. Yeah. Yeah. What are you, children it's of the corn? It's not acceptable. Yeah. Out there? What are you doing out there? I mean, the, tell me tell me if you saw you from, a Prescott, male in Arizona. <laughs> you bear killing rednecks. Like, if you saw a male and a female uh-huh. redhead yeah. holding hands, tell me you wouldn't be grossed out. I mean, it's incestuous. I don't know why, but I, it is. I understand. I understand <laughs> what you're saying. I understand. Yeah, no, I understand. I understand. I don't. I don't want anyone to send me angry letters, but I understand. <laughs> I understand. It's, absolutely it's true. true. I'm telling you. Um, all right. Finally, here as we wrap up, uh, we're in the sixth minute here in five extra minutes. Um, when you say when you recognize each other, like I, when I grew my ponytail back. You're in a crowd and you see another man with a ponytail that looks just as crappy as yours. There's kind of like a, hey, dude, we both made this poor decision. Good job, you. Uh, you, uh, what, do you, how many times does this happen? Does this happen daily? Does this happen every time you give a wink and a nod? You mean every time I see a redhead? Yeah, I see a redhead. Oh, every time. Really? But it doesn't happen daily. There's very, very, very few redheads. Really? But yeah, but it's like, it's like a mental fist bump. Gotcha. Make it just it's like an acknowledgement of like a, a like a fellow badass. See, when I like, where where my beard is gray now, it used to be all red. I could see that. It was really weird. It freaked me out. I I, I yeah. I, it scared me. Were you afraid of the ginge? I was. Like, what's happening? <laughs> like, why is just my chin red? And it was fire <laughs> red. Like, I'm feisty. Yeah. I'm serious. Like, I had a genetic defect on my chin. No, a lot of guys have red beards. Yeah. It's very strange. I looked that up. Get the science. <laughs> At your next meeting at the back of Wendy's with the sea salt fries. I'm going to bring this up. Bring it up. Hey, guys, can we count chin beard guys? Can they be part of the team? Because you have such pale coloring, so, you know. I, I'm I a mean, white Russian, yeah. <laughs> I guess, so it could work. Yeah. It yeah. works. Okay. Fair enough. Grace, you have answered the most important question, and I appreciate your candid answer. <laughs> I apologize to any redhead out there who is married to another redhead. Please send your letters, care of Grace Hancock. <laughs> I will All write right. you a nice apology. <laughs> that is it for five extra minutes. We'll see you next time. Welcome back here to the Knapsack Files on the Patreon page. This is for uh, Tier 3 or higher supporters. You know the drill. This is five extra minutes. You just heard Josh Tapia return to the Knapsack Files to discuss all things about his life and career. But now, Josh, you're here for five extra minutes, and I want the important stuff discussed. Let's talk about the best fast food hamburger mm-hmm. in town mm-hmm. that you believe. I think we should have a shared opinion. Yes. Um, oh, that's tough. We recently did a burger challenge on Schmoes. Yeah, we did. We both felt that we should have got more right. Yeah. We were disappointed in our performance. I stand by my uh, fact that I order all my cheeseburgers, meat, bun, and cheese only. No, nothing else on nothing it. Nothing Sometimes I will put a little ketchup, but maybe, depending on the place, a little bit of mayo. Not even. Oh, no. Nothing else, man. So when it's I was eating meat. those burgers, yeah. I was eating the corners. I was trying to not get all the onions and really? lettuce. I was trying to not get all the ketchup and mustard. But that might have blocks my taste of but the But it burger. might have put you at a disadvantage because 
I mean, I didn't. I I won quotation marks around it with a one and a half point thing. But I think some of that stuff, like Jack in the Box onions, tastes like Jack in the Box onions. Yeah, that's a good point. See, I don't know that though. Yeah. What's your favorite one? <laughs> oh man, I'm thinking. Hmm. I mean, not, t- take Burger King McDonald's out of there. You don't like it, or you just? I like count? them. I like them. But they're not like the best. Right. I'm trying to think. What about the double Dell cheeseburger? You know what? The double Dell cheeseburger the is double, great. Uh, let me tell you something. Yeah. Double Dell cheeseburger is the best. I think that is the best. I was thinking yeah. of other ones like In and Out. Obviously, is great. So I'm not. Oh, I'm not overwhelmed by. Uh, no, I'm. With I'm you. underwhelmed. Wendy's. When I think fast food, Wendy's is up there for me. See, I haven't had Wendy's a lot, and I, I got that right on the show yeah. only because I knew about the square meat, but I, gotcha. I'm not a huge Wendy's guy. But I got to say, man, that Double yeah. Dell. The Double yeah, Dell. I think it might be the best. I think it's, it's criminally under, underrated. It's underrated. It tastes good. It's, it's very distinct taste. Yep. Uh, the sauce is, uh, is great, but, yeah, you go there for the tacos, and so it gets buried. You're burying the lead. I, I agree with you. The tacos aren't that good there. I'm a Del Taco guy over a Taco Bell guy, yeah. but, I mean, nine times out of ten, if I pull into a Del Taco now, I don't. I don't eat a fast food as much as I used to. I'll get a double dough cheeseburger. It, hands down, I'll get a double dough cheeseburger. Yeah. So honestly, if I'm going there, that's why I'm going there. Yeah. Uh, they actually have decent carnita tacos when they do have them. Sure. But they're only seasonal. Seasonal. Yeah, they don't have carnita tacos all the time. But if they do Se- have them, come on, Del Taco, good. get that going. Yeah. There. Why? I always. You, said what's that. your thoughts on the jumbo jack? I don't like Jack in the Box at all. It's crap in the box. I, I love Jack in the Box. No, but, what? Yeah, what? but I, over time, I feel like I'm gonna die. Every time I – half some, an hour later. There's some truth to that. Half an hour later, I feel like I'm going to die if I, I eat anything from there. Yeah, I, when I was eating fast food a lot, Del Taco and Jack in the Box were my top two choices. And oh, wow. I'd get the Jumbo Jack. I'd call it the best value in the fast food mm-hmm. hamburger world because it would be like a buck ninety-five, some, okay. that range, and you'd get a full burger. But, yeah, you're right. I stopped, and then when I went back one day, after months and months, almost a year not mm-hmm. eating it, I went back, and it just – it didn't. Sit well. I'm feeling sick right now. Just it, thinking yeah, about I mean, I'm not talking physically sit yeah. well. Emotionally, it didn't sit I'll well. I'll see physically for me. Well, uh, that too. Okay, that too. To be clear, <laughs> well, let me ask you this: What's yeah. your favorite cheeseburger? Not in a fast food place. Like, is there a certain place you go to for a cheeseburger? Um, where you're just like, you know, that's yeah, a good cheeseburger. I'll head to I'll head to Red Robin. Okay, the gourmet burger house there. Uh, Red Robin. I uh, was a big uh, big Red Robin fan when I worked mm-hmm. at the mall because we had one there. Okay, so there's a lot of stuff in there. Uh, I like and I like. Uh, I like an egg on a cheeseburger. Oh, you do? You're one of those guys. Yeah, I'll do an egg. I don't like eggs, period, so mm. I don't even mess It's hard. Up. It's a messy burger. Yeah. You know what? I like islands. You have one right across I, here. I, we got one right across here from yeah. Car- uh, Collider, and uh, I, I do like that. I do like yeah, that. Islands is pretty good. But you know what I don't like about islands is you have to order that bag of fries separate. Oh no! You or oh, does it not include? Uh, I don't know if I don't. Every well, time I go, it's like I have to get a. An, 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 but they're endless. Yeah, I know. But so's Red Robin. That's true. You know what? Red Robin has better fries than Islands. They got those big steak fries. I love steak fries. Yeah, steak fries over regular fries all day, every day. Best fries in the in the fast food world is, uh, is it McDonald's. Fast food, yeah. I still think it's McDonald's. I still McDonald's think it's for McDonald's. Me. Burger King tried so hard. They oh, came yeah. out with so many different versions of their fries. I don't like Wendy's fries sometimes. For some reason, it has a weird. They got the sea salt on there a lot that's, now. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's it. But yeah, uh, McDonald's, it's, it's hard to beat that. It's hard to beat. If the McDonald's is treating it right. Sometimes yeah. you get those old stale, old stale fries. ones. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, oh, come but on. Right when they're fresh and they're oh, hot and they're, they're coming out piping hot. It's pretty unbeatable. It's the best. I'm hungry yeah. just doing this yeah. now here. Um, I think we have to do a contest again. Mm-hmm. 
on schmoes. I feel, even though I won, I feel cheated. I felt you and I and Roka could have done better. Striffler, I felt bad for him. Yeah, he looked like he never ate a hamburger in his life. And and he's an East Coast guy, and there's yeah. a lot of things on the West Coast that they, they don't like, have. If it was like pizza slices or something, he probably would have won. Yeah, what else could you be good at guessing? Oh, man, that's let's see. Mm, um, I don't know. That's tough. French fries would be kind of interesting. French fries would be good. If you had Burger King, Wendy's. I think I'd be able, for the most part, pick those apart. And, and pizza might be good, too. Yeah, pizza might be You can definitely Domino's, Pizza Hut, uh, Papa yeah. John's. You could mm, you could tell the difference. True. Keep it to the chain. I feel like I would know Pizza Hut the second I've been into it. Oh, the I, second. The, Too greasy. I, I ate it most of my life. It's the most doughy. It's doughy. And I like that. But you like that. I like, I like the new revamped Domino's. Oh, uh, see, I don't like Domino's. Ah, the spinach and feta cheese pizza is great. Had that. It's good stuff. Give it a try. What else would we throw in there? Like some Big Mamas? Big Mama? Oh, Big Mamas and Big Papas, which yeah, is, uh, I think it's just local to LA, yeah, right? Screw it. Let's throw it in there. Let's throw, well, we're doing it here. We'll <laughs> yeah. figure it out. Love it. Oh, JT, you're a master of food. Uh, yeah, I try. You, you, you have some weird tastes. I've witnessed you really don't like certain things. You stick yeah, to them. You I'm, and Ellis stick to some things. I'm very meat and potatoes kind of guy. Yeah. Steak and potato, and I'm yeah. pretty much done. Happy guy. $20 steaks and is chilies. Is Ellis pretty uh, picky uh, teeth? Ellis, Mark Ellis from Schmoes is very, very yeah. particular what now, he eats. Now, who's more picky? The person who just wants meat, bun, and cheese, mm-hmm. which is pretty plain. They right. call it plain. Right. Or is the person who wants... Onion, tomatoes, lettuce, ketchup, mustard, pickles. Is that the more picky person? That's a deep philosophical <laughs> question you're raising. Yep. But I think, I think I got to say it's the plain person. Why is that picky? We want less stuff. Uh, We're like, just give us the normal. Look, I can do it here. when, it, And I've ta- I think I've talked about this before, but like if I go to like Dodger Stadium. Okay. And I get a Dodger dog. Okay. I won't put anything on it. There you go. That's because perfect. I just like it plain. I like all. I love a good hot dog with a lot of stuff on it. Oh, but okay. for the crowd control, there's it's crowded. The, mm-hmm. the condiment line is crowded. I just go plain. And I head back to my seat happy. So I can live that life. It doesn't matter where I am. If I get a hot dog, I want bun, the hot dog, and ketchup, and that's it. And that's it. I can respect simple. that. JT is a simple, direct man with <laughs> simple, direct tastes. And yeah. that is, uh, thank you for coming on five extra minutes. Follow JT at JT Movie Thinks on Twitter and YouTube for all of his thoughts on movies and maybe one day food. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you for the support here on Patreon. Welcome back to the Knapsack Files here on Patreon. It's time to spend five extra minutes with Michelle Boy. Hey, Patreon. What's up? Hey, so we just talked a lot about Game of Thrones season seven. Looking forward to season eight. You could, uh, you and I have a lot of thoughts on that. Uh, what are you talking about? I haven't thought about it at all. No, not at all. No. So a couple questions from my folks on Patreon I wanted to ask and see if we could dive into. Now, first, fire away. Fire, now, Lisa, our, for my friend Lisa says, uh, talk about how they screwed up Peter Bader's storyline. We talked a lot about that in the main issue, but she's still bitter. Could you give her <laughs> any words of advice to accept this hey, and Lisa. maybe not be as bitter? Not be as bitter about Peter, Peter Baelish's storyline. I mean, look, I... I've always liked how he was behind the scenes Mm -hmm. and he, you know, even the stuff with Varys and he always kind of was out for himself versus Varys being for the realm, which, you know, is not great in a character, Mm -hmm. but I can also appreciate in a character as a story point. So I think for him to kind of now be reduced to just simply following behind Sansa and not kind of going back to his goal of sitting the Iron Throne was a little bit of a letdown. And I think it was a very big misstep on his part to not 
just get the F out of Winterfell the moment Bran came through those doors in a little, you know, whipped up wheelchair. Uh, yeah, the moment Bran says... Uh, the Chaos is a ladder. ladder. He should have booked his ass back to the Vale. because Pack up and leave. Because there's just no way. You don't take on Dr. Bran Hatton and uh, little faceless woman Arya. It's just, don't do it. Totally don't come between that. the Stark children. It's good. All right. I so, think, I think yeah. you've helped her a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Graham Bell has uh, says, I'd love to hear Alexander our, uh, Alexander Graham Bell would love to hear our thoughts on Arya taking Jamie Lannister's face once he dies and then killing Cersei as Jamie. So let's go into a little bit of the weird Valencar prophecy. Do you think that's a possibility? Could you even the look on your face says you're doubting it? I don't like it. Is you don't the like, why don't well, you like it? Well, here's the thing, and I, and everyone everyone plays, and it's a very easy game to play because mm-hmm. once the concept of Arya taking a face is introduced, right. it's it's fun to think about her taking any kind of face. But in order for her to do that, you then subvert all of the fun and the really important character moments of that actual character mm-hmm. that have been built up over seven or eight seasons at that point. Like, if she took Jamie's face and killed Cersei, you wouldn't get nearly the kind of pathos that you would get if it was actually Jamie killing Cersei. Like, yeah, Arya has a bit of a bone to pick with Cersei. Yeah. She's behind, you know, a lot of pain that's and suffering and everything. But for the little brother, lover, father of the children to right. kill Cersei, like, that is is just so much more powerful of a moment to me. And if I don't get that, I'm going to be mad. I agree with that. I, I, I agree that I want it to be Jamie straight up. I think Arya has other things to do more than more than kill Cersei, though she's high on her list. So I oh, get yeah. I get her maybe being involved in the storyline, but I think But here's the thing too, and just and I know these are quick, but just a yeah. quick quick moment. You know, I, I think the fact that she chose Winterfell over going to King's yeah. Landing and not killing Cersei, I think that basically means she was giving up on that part of give her it, list. Give up the list. Maybe yeah. it's a little bit in the back of her mind, and I'm sure she's not gonna cry tears if Cersei dies, but I yeah. think that 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 sort of closed the book on her going down and killing Cersei. I think she chose her family, chose Winterfell, chose the Northern Life. I think that's good insight. I think so. All right. Ulrich Stovetlin, one of my loyal supporters here, is what would be the worst possible ending of season eight? Hi, Eric. And therefore, the uh, Ulrich. Not Eric. Ulrich. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said Eric Ulrich. Oh, Ulrich. Ulrich. Ah, Ulrich von Lichtenstein. Stovetlin, yeah. Personally, he would be pretty disappointed if it turned out it was all just a dream and that Bran never actually woke <laughs> up after Jamie pushed him down the tower. And even it turns out that ending isn't as good, uh, uh, as poorly thought as that. Can there be anything such as a satisfying ending to the series? So uh, what would be your worst possible? My worst possible ending is uh, the Night King being stabbed in the heart by John, him marrying Danny, and them living on the throne and living happily ever after. I would hate (laughs) That it would be such a subversion of everything that George Martin has built. Yeah. It would, it, I would hate it. Uh, it would be such a, it would be like Disney circa 1952 taking over the story and moving forward. I think it would be awful. I agree with that. I, I absolutely think you're right. I don't want a happy ending. I, George has promised a bittersweet ending. I want that. I want a bittersweet ending. I want to. I want to cry and go. Uh, this, I'm satisfied. But man, I wish that person was there and this had happened. And uh, yeah, if it's anything like a time traveling brand dream, I'd be disappointed. What if like everyone dies except for Le- uh, Liana Mormont? <laughs> That's it. Everyone is dead. There could be everyone. There could be worse endings than that, but I picked a simple. That that would be okay. Yeah, or it's it's a white Hodor. Uh, Just (gasps) 
He's ah! a, just mumbling Hodor. By Hodor. the way, so sad that they didn't bring him back in that battle north of the wall. If you want to add some pathos oh, to yeah. that battle. Look, he's a white, right? Although, I, I mean, yeah, because he died north of the wall. Yeah, I mean, they, he died being killed by whites. He, he should be in there. In, in the presence of the Night King, I have no doubt that he is going to emerge. I don't know if we'll see him on the show, but maybe in the book. I, I imagine we'll see him again. And where were the zombie giants? Yeah. Where were they? Being held back. I mean. Being held back. What Hold, the Holding those shades. All right, guys. That's five. Oh, wait. My bonus question I was going to ask you. Yes. There's a secret bonus question. Clegane ball. Should we still get, should we still get hyped? Oh get my up. god, I'm so hyped. I have a shirt. I have yep. everything. I want you it. Ready for it? I want it. Although my shirt doesn't apply anymore because it has the wrong helmet now. But yes. Oh, yeah. I mean I mean they've all but promised it at yeah. this point. And again, I do kind of feel like this is a bit of fan service, but they also hinted at it in the book, so maybe yeah. not so much. But I think it is fan service. I think we're absolutely gonna get it. I mean, uh, the Hound all but said we were because yeah. he now apparently with his newborn gift of prophecy, yeah, yeah. sort of like he's little, sure, he's like a red priest, right? Why not? Uh, said, oh, you know what's coming for you. Yeah, and I, I at this point don't feel like the showrunners have the type of subtlety to yeah. intimate that that means any. Anything other than the hound is going to come back and kill him. I agree. Or at least fight. But I'm hyped. I'm so hyped. I'm so hyped. I thought I my, I gave up the dream of Clegane Ball. I never gave up on you the dream. You never gave it up. Never gave up on the dream. Keep hope alive. Keep hope alive. Well, that is five or so extra minutes with Michelle Boyd about Game of Thrones Season 7. Thanks so much. You can follow Michelle at Michelle Boyd, and uh, that's with one L. And don't forget, <laughs> she has her new Twitch page, right? Twitch. Yeah. Twitch. I'm saying like an old man. Twitch, Twitch page. Twitch page. What you playing with your Twitches? <laughs> Twitch stream, twitch.tv slash Michelle Boyd. Uh, yeah, thank you so much, Patreons. Go watch, subscribe, watch me play games, and basically talk Game of Thrones the entire there time. You go. Do all the things. All right, we'll see you guys next time on 5 Extra Minutes. Welcome back to the Napsack Files here on Patreon. As we like to do each week when we bring in a guest, we do five extra minutes, and this is available for you, Tier 3 supporters or higher, unless it's a special month like uh, Alicia Malone last week. I wanted you guys all to get an opportunity to hear what she had to say, and I had a slow July. I have to admit, I was moving, couldn't record for three weeks. I felt bad, but we're back. Five extra minutes, and you just heard Owen Mugen, producer, newsman, father, New Yorker, out here in L.A. 11 years, but he misses it already. So, Owen, oh, we have five extra minutes, and I really, really want to get into New York food versus L.A. food. Oh, all right. This is more than just pizza. Yes. There is a different attitude towards food out there in New York, I believe. I believe as well. And I will say at the outset, I've noticed quite a change in L.A. food in the 11 years I've been here. How so? Um... Just, I'm, I'm going to baseline this. Do it. Because pizza is usually the baseline. That pizza. Everyone goes to pizza. Right. And, and I've and, had and New York pizza, and guess what? I loved it. But I've had some good California pizza, Absolutely. Too. And the thing that I, that I the, the metric I use is, is Mexican food. Yes. Okay? So I grew up in New York. Talking my language. Yep. And I grew up on, on what was Tex-Mex garbage. Right. You know, and, you know, filtered through a dirty sock, essentially. <laughs> and it wasn't until I moved out here where I began to yeah. understand the, the depth and breadth of what Mexican food really is. And, of right. course, you know, the, the, the culture is, is so uh, firmly in, in, in place here in SoCal. Right. And it's like, what do you mean a fish taco? I'm not gonna, I'm not right. gonna have a fish taco. Fish what are you taco. crazy? Oh my god, I'm coming for the fish taco. I'm from, oh. I'm from Greenwich Village. Give me that fish. Give me that fish taco. And so, as far as 
Mexican food, yeah, a revelation, yeah, a true revelation, you know, for it's, me, yeah, and and that to me was was the sort of the the the, the gateway drug to yeah. to different types of food, you know, being on the Pacific rim here, you know, Thai food, Thai revelation, food, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, you know, Japanese food. One thing I'm, I'll tell you, and I'm disappointed about this, and uh, is the Chinese food now out here. Okay, I live in Los Feliz. You're right? not the first to say New York is better. And I'm not going to necessarily say that. I, I try not, okay. to, I try okay. not to carry that. that I'm not going to make it a terribly co- superior attitude. T- <laughs> We're not, not making a coast versus versus coast thing. Right. But what I what I did notice is is like I'd never even heard of kung pao chicken before. Right, right. It's like what, the, what is that? You know, yeah. it's, it's like like chow mein was invented in Chicago for crying out loud. It right. doesn't have any real you know Chinese roots to it. My best friend and godfather of my my son Keith is from Hong Kong, and uh, and he's like, well, just drive to Alhambra. You get some great. I'm not right. driving to Alhambra. For, I'm not driving anywhere for Chinese food because that's part again my problem. I'm yeah. wired to walk to, to get walk. Chinese food and whatever. Al, but Alhambra so, for people not in this Alhambra, Los Feliz Alhambra is not a quick jaunt. But right, yeah, yeah. And, and, and 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 I, and I actually I have gone out there and it is okay. wonderful. Um, but in general, this whole this whole craft and gastro pub thing, this whole world, mm-hmm. which is sort of has unfolded yeah. itself over the past number of years, you know, like L.A., it's it's a food town now. It is. You know, it's like there's a place uh, not far from me in Los Feliz, you know, that they throw up this crazy spicy chicken stand in a driveway, you know, yep. and it's like it's really yummy, and and there's a there's a really cool attitude toward food and toward you know, and, and that and goes with beer and all that. Yeah, just, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm 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 definitely down with what LA. So you're is okay with it because the, the oh, yeah. food truck craze is good. It's fantastic. It's, it's good I, stuff. I put 25 pounds on like in my first year <laughs> from the food trucks. You know, food I was truck. like, it's like, what do you mean? Explain to you what a breakfast burrito actually. It, wait, yeah. wait. So there's a hash brown in here. So well? <laughs> exactly. What's going <laughs> this on? This is fantastic. Um, but in New York, what's your favorite thing to go to out there? What's um, I'll tell you. I love to get a nice cheeseburger from my local. Yeah, you know, and 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 because there's atmosphere as much as anything else. It's you, that you, local. You I it. I'm jealous of that. Yeah. When we were out there with Collider right. uh, and Complex, you know, Perry Nemiroff, who spent her whole life out mm-hmm. there, was like, "Oh, we got to go to my deli. We got to go to my deli." Right. And we couldn't get out to out there, but I was so curious. I was like, "I I love that kind of feeling." Right. Right. You know, of my place. Well, that's and that is a great thing. You know, we have some of that in Los Feliz also. Well, I, I, I got you know, Timmy Nolan's Pub in Tuba Lake. I used right. to go to all the time. Oh, my I'd friend go. does a session there. My uh, friend plays uh, pipes. pipes. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's like either going to the local and get a burger, or go to a place a place like uh, Katz's Deli, which is like a fa- yeah, fa- yeah. famous place. But you know what? I'll go in there. I'll get a delicious Frank. You know, yeah. and it'll snap in my mouth and drink a <laughs> Doc Brown's. You know, uh, cherry soda, that kind of stuff. Love it. For me, what I love to be able to do is to walk down the street and just duck into some place. Yeah, and this is what it, it, that sort of goes hand in glove with the New York life experience, which is you find all these places on foot. Yeah. And that, to me, is is very much part and parcel to the the, the eating experience. I had a like a one a.m. steak with Harloff and, and Perry <laughs> and one of Harloff's childhood friends, right, in, in New York. And, That's right. And he's from the East Coast, Christian. He's he, he he is Westchester, he is a New Yorker. Yeah, New Yorker. absolutely. Or and Queens, uh, maybe. Right. Yeah, I think it's I think it's Queens. He's a Mets fan, if I remember correctly. Uh, Yankee fan Yankee like fan. me. What Yankee the? fan sorry. like me. Sorry, Christian. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. sorry. But a Giants fan. Right. So I'm a Miami Dolphin fan. Don't even get me started. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, there was something special. Like I can just twenty. 
24 hour places out here. There's all this thing, but it was mm-hmm. it was a weird. It was like a fully functional steakhouse at 1 a.m. Right. It was like this. This is a vibe I can get. Right. I will tell you a place that I'm that I'm developing a real affinity for, okay. and, and and for the food and the drink is Musso and Frank. Uh, okay. And you know, which is if you, if you guys at home don't know Musso and Frank, look it up. Yeah. 1919. It's yeah. a you've got guys and you know red jackets and ties working there for 30, 40 years, and right. uh, and you can sit at the bar and have a martini, but you can also have like you know steak Diane, yes, or, or like you know crazy World War II food, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and it's it's sort of a lost art or it's a dying art. Yeah. And uh, and I appreciate the hell out of that. I love a good history in my steak. Oh, without a doubt. Without Absolutely. a doubt. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think you you've had a great even handed approach to this controversial topic about food <laughs> in New York. It could have flown flown off the rails. Versus food Can't, in LA. You know. you know, I've heard the pizza thing. I've heard it and I finally had it. And it was good. But we also went to a bad one. And Harloff, he's like, let's go, let's go, let's go. Then we went in and we were all like this. He's like, it's a bad one. We're like, well, I thought it was all perfect. <laughs> exactly. What, what are you talking about? Yeah. Right. Another yeah. good lies. Another good I, pizza lies. My hometown, place called Klondike Pizza, It's it was a different – I would take that over this. And That's right. I ended up having some good stuff. I though. did learn over time to yeah. you know not be a uh, – a tool about it, not to be a snob, right? Exactly, not to be you know, East and, Coast and, and, or West Coast, snob. right? And to sometimes you know keep uh, keep it to myself. It's all good. <laughs> well. Uh, Owen, thanks so much Ken, for thank coming you. on in. I appreciate it more soon. And you can uh, find Owen on Twitter at Owen Mugan M O O G A N and uh, talk about food with him. Use uh, the hashtag the Napsack Files if you want to do that. Yeah. So you pretty is, much just see like pictures of, of the Enterprise or Indiana works. Jones, you know, Those, or uh, history stuff. That's these are the yeah. things. <laughs> thanks for the support here on Patreon, guys. I appreciate it. We'll see you next time. Well, there you have it. A little sample of what we do over on the Patreon page with five extra minutes. I love doing it. I love just, I love just BSing on air. I love just having some fun, talking about things. I love getting deep. I love finding the big themes in life. But I also just love talking person to person about life, the universe, and everything. That's what this channel is about. So that is that. I hope you guys enjoyed it. You can follow me at Ken Napsuck. We are on Patreon at patreon.com slash the Napsuck Files. And uh, also, we are now available on Google Play Music, allegedly. All right, I finally... I finally got in there, fixed my RSS feed, which was uh, comes out from Podomatic, and um, uh, got, it, got it on. We're there. I got the email notification. I am on Google Play Music. I, for the life of me, can't find it. I'm so old. It's getting to that point. I can't find another. But if you are an Android user and you're listening through Google Play Music, please let me know that it's working okay for you. We're still on Stitcher. And I also can announce that the Knapsack Files is available on the TuneIn app, which you can also listen to from your desktop. Uh, A lot of different places. A lot of great podcasts on there. So we are now on there. A lot of places to listen to the Napsack Files as we move into 2018 and aim for bigger and better things. I'm so glad you guys are along for the ride. We'll see you next time. Bye.